Good morning, everyone. Welcome. My name is Ashley Sharp, and we'll be doing some yoga and meditation this morning. Um, I'd like to see a show of hands of who's new to this class. I saw a bunch of you before class new to this class. Special welcome to you all. It's because of our new time, new day, Thursday mornings instead of Fridays. If you could, everyone, turn to your neighbor and introduce, uh, reintroduce yourself. Just welcome each other into the space. It's officially a yoga party and meditation. Um, So the class schedule goes something like this. We'll do about an hour of yoga. The yoga will be focused on um, presence in the body. So coming into the present moment through doing the shapes or doing what you're doing while you're doing it um, during the yoga. We'll do about an hour of yoga, and then there'll be a half hour or so meditation that I'll do a little bit of guiding at the beginning of the meditation. And then um, I have a talk for us today. And my talk, well, the gist of what I want to talk about is intention, moment-to-moment intentions and how they can support us in life sort of when things get difficult or we don't know what to do, we could remember our intention to help as a, like a guidepost. So I'm very curious, and I've asked, for those of you that come regularly, I've asked this question lots of times, but it's always interesting to me, why, bless you, why are you here today? Like, for what reason? Does anybody want to offer their reason for coming Yes. Ah, so contentment, contentedness. You know, there's in the yoga teaching, there's an instruction. The first time I heard this, I was like, oh my God, I could do this for 30 years. The instruction is to practice contentedness. That if you practice contentedness, you're content and happy. Imagine that. So for contentedness is your reason. What else do we got? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, our intuition often, like our heads get lots of ideas, and so the body can be a repository or touchstone, a resource, I like that word, resource, for intuition and wisdom, and yeah, it's good. You had your hand up. Yeah, well, actually, I was really tired, and I decided not to come, and then this <laughs> voice in my head sort of said, no, you're going. Ah, that's good. That's good. So if you need to start doing a little rest sooner, it'll be okay. We'll know that you're tired. But like, so it sounds like some sort of uh, like good intention for yourself was like, oh, you're coming anyway. Sort of higher knowledge. Right. 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 That's good. What else? Yeah. Curiosity. That's an excellent, um, I think that's an excellent reason, this sort of interest 
aliveness. Curiosity has like a, a bright feeling to it, right? Like, oh, what's, you know, what's here? What are the possibilities? Okay. Did you notice that all of these are positive? I mean, it's a little like self-evident, like you would come to a class for a positive reason, but it can be easy, like later when I ask you to put your leg behind your head, (laughs) are you afraid now? When I ask you to put your leg behind your head, remember your intention, some sense of care and support, right, for yourself. Well, you made it on a Thursday. It's awesome. <laughs> you have to quit. You can tell. Okay, <laughs> that's good. Um, so the other thing to note is we don't take a bathroom break, and it's a two-hour and fifteen-minute class. So if you have to go at any time, please do go. However, during the meditation, it'll be better if you go before or after the meditation, not during, just because that can be disturbing to have the door open and close the whole time. But otherwise, just you know, when you gotta go, you gotta go. So let's start seated since you're seated. Since you're seated, I'll join you. And find your posture. And it doesn't have to look spiritual. You could even have your legs, like, just however. And... Take a full breath. So I have this poem by John Wellwood to start class. Sit down wherever you are and listen to the wind singing in your veins. Feel the love, the longing, the fear in your bones. Open your heart to who you are right now. Not who you would like to be, not the saint you are striving to become, but the being right here before you, inside you, around you. All of you is holy. You are already more and less than whatever you can know. Breathe out, touch in, let go. Then a wave of relaxation through your jaw, your eyes, your shoulders, and then your hands. So may this practice this morning support you in whatever your intentions are for yourself whatever those intentions, those healthy intentions might be. May this practice be to your highest good so that when you leave, you have more capacity not only to meet the challenges of your life, but more capacity to offer wisdom and compassion to the world. Let's bring one hand palm down onto the chest or belly in a gesture of respect and support. All of you is holy. All of you. Welcome yourself here. Whatever mood you're in today, whatever body 
type you have, whatever age you have, whatever race or gender, whatever mood you're in, all of you is welcome. Let's bring the hands to touch, palms together, and then tuck the chin and bring the thumbs to your forehead. And here we offer a kind of bow of respect to the incredible mystery and strength of the body. And simultaneously with that incredible mystery and strength, there is vulnerability and tenderness, perhaps injury or aging. So we bow to all of that. And then hands back to you in front of the chest, and we'll chant the sound Om. Now, the sound Om is a Hindu sound. It's from the Hindu tradition. It's said to be the sound of the sacred. So we'll touch into that sound. You'll take an inhale. up in the air, let your eyes open. Hallelujah. It's Thursday, and we're going to do yoga. Yeah. Okay, so um, let's have you come onto your hands and knees, and do put the blanket or the square cushion under your knees. Even if your knees aren't tender right now, just for the long-term health of your knees, have something under the knees. Uh, and the hands will be on the floor. And once, let's see, once you're on your hands and knees, if you have tender wrists, come onto your elbows and knees. So hands and knees or elbows and knees. And then once you're here, just take a moment and wiggle your spine, stretching, moving um, side to side or up and down, turning your shoulders, your head, your neck, your tail. Just get a little movement, and you'll drop into the feeling of the body. Touch in, touch in. And then take both hands way forward to half dog or puppy dog, it's called, where the forehead's on the floor. The hands are shoulder width apart. Your armpits are opening pretty wide. And you draw your hips back away from your hands. And then take a full breath. Lots of breathing today. Okay. Come on up to hands and knees. Uh, curl your toes under and shift towards child's pose, but you won't get there because your toes are curled under. So you're shifting your bum back towards your heels. Your toes are curled under. And you might feel a foot stretch, a back stretch. Uh, Let your head drop. And take a breath here. Okay, come on up to hands and knees. Exhale, shift back in the direction of child's pose. You might not get all the way down. And then inhale, come back up to hands and knees. Uh, To cow tilt, sometimes it's called, or dog tilt, where the belly drops, the chest slides through, and the chin lifts. So that's your pattern. Exhale, shifting back towards your heels. And when you get to the inhale, shift back forward, 
slide your chest through. Lift your chin at the end. Two more of those. Exhaling and inhaling. Just moving and breathing. Mm. Okay, good. Finish up on your hands and knees. Take your time getting there. Uh, step your hands a half a hand print further forward. And then uh, bend your elbows down to the floor. Okay. And then push your hands into the floor and come up. I'd like you to do that two or three times. Each time you do, pull the elbows in towards each other as you bend to come down. And inhale, coming up. And again, bend to come down. And inhale, coming up. Good. And then take yourself all the way down on your belly. Hands will stay on the floor under your chest. Chin is down. Mm -hmm. Inhale, lift up the chest, pull the elbow tips back. Okay. Do you feel your back muscles working? No weight in the hands. Just all the back, like tummy time for children. (laughs) All right. I have friends with babies. Exhale, tuck the chin, let the head drop down. And then again, inhale, shoulders lift, head lifts, legs are active. So the feet can stay on the floor. Here's your yoga riddle. Feet on the floor, lift the knees up. Uh-huh. Exhale, come down. One more. Inhale, up. Uh-huh. Strong legs, strong back. Good. Push up to hands and knees. Inhale, the right leg out behind you off the floor. Exhale, knee to nose, round your back. Inhale, right leg out, head lift. Exhale, knee to nose. One more, inhale out. And knee to nose, pull the navel in. Let's have our yoga party end with that right leg out behind you. Have your leg, even if it can go higher, just put it parallel to the floor and turn your outer right hip down, knees pointing at the floor. Lift up through your chest, and then pulse the leg up and down here a few times. We're doing some strengthening work today for the hips, your tushy. We're going to do tushy yoga in addition to other kinds of yoga, but tushy yoga. Okay, bring the knee down. Inhale, left leg out behind. Exhale, knee to nose, round your back. Inhale, leg out. Exhale, knee to nose, round the back. Inhale, out, chest lifts. Knee to nose. And then the leg goes out behind you. And again, even if the leg can go higher, turn the outer left hip down. So your left knee, if your left knee had an eyeball, I don't know why it would, but if it had an eyeball, it would be looking right at the floor. Lift up through the chest. And then pulse that leg back there, up and down, just like so. Keep lifting through the chest. Okay, bring the knee down. Come all the way back down on your belly. This time, take your arms up above your head pinky side of the hand on the floor, like you're karate chopping the floor. And then you tuck your chin so your head's down. 
we'll go like this. Inhale, right arm, head, left leg. Exhale, come down. And then inhale, left arm, head, and right leg. And exhale, down. That's your pattern. Do two more sets. Coming up on the inhale, down on the exhale. Let the breath lead you. The arm that's staying down might karate chop a little bit into the floor. Okay. Good. Finish. Hands on the floor, under your shoulders. Come back up to hands and knees. Mm-hmm. Inhale. Um, let's try. Uh, yeah, right leg out behind. Left arm. This is going to be wobbly. I mean, maybe it's not wobbly for you. It's wobbly for me. I don't mean to project onto you. But it's wobbly for some of us. Exhale, elbow and knee towards each other. Inhale, leg and arm out. Exhale. And inhale. Last one. Exhale. And inhale. And then pause here. Uh Gaze towards the floor. Reach beyond your left arm and your right leg. Reach beyond the physical body. It might be wobbly. All right, exhale, hand and knee down. Then you have the other side, which is, I do believe, the right arm and the left leg. Exhale, knee to nose. And inhale out. Exhale down. And out. And in, and out, and then pause. Pause. One of the things that I think is a beautiful learning from doing a physical yoga practice is that we can hold steady when things are wobbly or awkward or uncomfortable. It's like good practice for that, so that later when you have to go to a party or a work situation where it's awkward or uncomfortable or unsteady, you've practiced it. Put the knee and the hand down. Come all the way down onto your belly. This time, make a pile of your hands as a pillow for your forehead. Uh huh. How's the floor? Okay, let's lift up the right leg. And up is maybe an overstatement. Think long, and it might float up an inch or two. Keep the right hip down. Exhale, bring the leg down. Inhale, left leg up. Now keep the left hip down. And exhale, bring it down. Inhale, right leg up. Exhale, put it down. Inhale, left leg up. Exhale, put it down. Good. Push up to hands and knees. All right. So this next one, I don't know if this next one counts as yoga. It could be like uh, Jane Fonda, but we'll see. Do you remember her? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So uh, right knee out to the side. Oh, and then exhale, put it down. Uh-huh. That's your pattern. Do a bunch of these. So this week I was listening to an interview with a woman, and I'm so sorry to say I cannot remember her name, but she wrote a book called Crooked about back troubles, and she 
because, you know, it's an epidemic. I could ask in this room who's got back pain or back trouble, then we'd find a lot of us here. And so she studied the efficacy of different treatments. Oh, let's keep the leg up this time while I finish this story. With the leg up, lift up the chest. So anyway, so she studied treatments, and she said one of the things that's effective is butt strengtheners. Do you feel your butt? Okay. Just what you wanted to come to yoga, yoga at Spirit Rock and feel your butt, right? Okay. Bring the knee down. Let's take the other leg up. Inhale and exhale just like so. That's your pattern coming up and down. Uh-huh. Good. Good. And then once it's up, I always find the second side to be a little more challenging. So once it's up, you'll keep it up. And just breathe as best you can. Notice that, um, that if you collapse a little bit through your chest, keep your gaze forward and your chest lifted. Good. Bring the leg down. Let's shift into child's pose. Back, 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 and down you go. Come to a complete stop. Complete stop. Okay, come back up to your hands and knees. And then climb down onto your elbows if you weren't already there. Check your elbows. Make sure they're under your shoulders. Sometimes we tend to have wide elbows. So pull those elbows right under your shoulders. And then push your elbows into the floor to lift through the chest. Uh And then step the legs back. Boom, boom, so that you're in plank pose on your elbows. It's an extravaganza of strengthening. Extravaganza. If you get here... And it's too much for you to put your knees on the floor. Or if I start talking for too long and you keep having to hold for a long time and it's too much for you, you could put your knees on the floor. And your mind might tell you stories about how you should be better at this or your body should be different and say thank you for your opinion and come back to your direct experience of wobbliness, if that's what it is. One more breath. Uh-huh. And then... Um, Plop down on your belly. Good. Ooh la la, that's special. Come back up onto your hands and knees. And then step your hands one full handprint forward of your knees. Let's see. Shift forward, bend your elbows, and then shift back. So exhaling forward, bend the elbows. Did I mention something about strengthening today? Weight-bearing in the upper body. It's good for your bones. Good for your health. Uh Do two more. And um, once you've finished... Climb back down onto your elbows. This time, interlace your fingers. Push your elbows down and step those legs back. Boom, boom, plank pose on your elbows. Quite strengthening here. 
Uh huh. Gazes forward. And again, if it's too much for you, put your knees on the floor. If it strains your back, you know, a back strain is actually a back strain. And so you would put your knees down as needed. Uh-huh. For those of you that this is for some reason easy, you could lift up the right leg two inch. Y'all are dropping like flies. All right, if you pick the right foot up, put it down, try the left leg. Uh-huh. If you lifted the left leg, put it down, and let's all plop down. If you hadn't already, plop down, plop on down. Make a pillow pile of your hands for your face and just pause. Ah. Okay. Come to a stop. Now, let's have you uh, keep your head up here towards the top of the room. Just roll over onto your right side. Yeah, one of those right sides. (laughs) Okay. And um, you'll prop yourself up on your right elbow. Your left hand's on the floor and your feet are stacked. Now, this elbow, have it, this forearm, have it parallel to the top of your mat. Uh And you're up, so we're not, our head's not down. We've done that before, but we're up this time. Well, this isn't going to work with socks. The worst is going to happen is you can't do this. Uh, Let's keep the hand here. It'll be a little easier. Can you lift up? Oh, and then put it down. Is it a good sign? Put it down. If your yoga teacher groans, bring your top hand onto your thigh and lift up. Oh, and down. And up. See if you can stay up. Lift your top arm up. Quivering. Oh, yeah. And down you come. All right. Now, lie down on this side. Use the elbow as a pillow. Okay. Now, shift your top leg so that it reaches further towards the back of the room. So, um, not behind you, just straight in line with your head. Your ankles will stay next to each other, and you're just lifting your bottom waist up off the floor by making that top leg an inch longer than the bottom leg. Is that very confusing? I feel like y'all look like, you'll have to, it's fine, you're doing it fine. I just want your bottom waist to lift a little bit off the floor. Okay. And then see about lifting up your left heel two or three more inches. Uh Not the toes, the heel. Uh Exhale, put it down. Inhale, up. Exhale, down. Uh Really lead with the heel like there was a puppet string lifting that heel. Uh Do you feel your tushy? Mm -hmm. Okay. Good. You got to get your money's worth. Do you feel your tushy? Yeah? Uh, Keep leading with the heel. Uh, And then you'll finish in the up shape. In the up shape, keep the leg with the heel up. Like, ooh, like you're showing your heel to God. She lives in the ceiling. Isn't that where God lives? In the ceiling? The heel. Okay, put the leg down. Come onto your back. Yeah. This part is the best. (sighs) Yeah. But, you know, that's not true for everybody in the room. Yeah. We we come in all types. 
which is like variety. This is the spice of life. Okay, now let's roll over onto your other side. And uh, this time you're with your left elbow under you. Uh-huh. And it needs to be under you. If it's a little forward of your shoulder, it's going to be way harder. So it's right under you. Uh-huh. And then the feet are stacked. Hand can start on the floor or hand here. This is a doozy. Okay? And then lift the hips up. That's the precise. And then come down. Lift with your belly. And down. And one more. Lift. And if you can, let the other arm come up. Whoo! La, la, and down you come. Shift and come all the way down. Okay, so right now your feet are stacked, right? Just scooch the top leg so the leg's a little longer, like an inch longer, and that will help you lift the bottom waist off the floor. Uh And then lead with the heels. You have to turn the leg in and down and lead with the heel. And down, and if this isn't doing much for you, keep the bottom waist engaged with the muscles. Uh, Check. Turn the leg. Lead with the heel, not the toes. Uh And then finish with the leg up. Keep lifting it up. I'll be back in 10 minutes. Come on down, and then flip onto your back. Stretch yourself head to tail. Hmm. So remembering when things get difficult, what your intention is for coming to class, some positive, healthy reason for yourself. It's so easy to get into habit patterns. Many of us, not everybody, of course, but many of us have habit patterns of self-criticism and judgment, especially around our bodies. And when that happens, you can remember your intention. It's wholesome. Let's bend the knees, place the feet on the floor, hands behind the head. Uh Abominable, abdominables. Exhale, lift the head and shoulders up. And then inhale, head and shoulders come down. That's your pattern coming up and down. We'll just do a few, not too many of these. As you come up, keep your elbows wide and your face more or less towards the ceiling. Instead of curling your head towards your thighs, turn your face more or less towards the ceiling. The elbows are wide and you're letting your hands support your neck. Okay, finish the one you're on. Uh-huh. Then lift your knees and feet up from the hips, shins parallel to the floor. Spread your yoga toes. Uh-huh. And then here you go. Head and shoulders coming up on the exhale. Good. And again, elbows wide, nose towards the ceiling. Just like so. Uh, squeeze the knees together. Uh-huh. Okay, now, uh, finish with your legs just where they are, but your head down. 
And then lift up the head and shoulders, and you'll take the right leg forward and the right elbow towards your left knee. But don't move the left knee, just move the elbow. All right, head back, knees bent. Exhale, left leg forward, left elbow forward. Moving the elbow in the direction of the knee, but not the knee. And back to center. And right. And center. And left. And center. If you feel like you're straining your back, that is a back strain, so you would do less. Maybe just your legs or just your... Does that make sense? So you accommodate your body. Your body's a miracle. Last I checked, it knows how to walk around and breathe and heartbeat. But it does have vulnerabilities, too. Last I checked. Okay, come on down. Head down, feet down. Let your knees sway side to side like little windshield wipers. Ah. All right, arms on the floor up above your head. Uh, Feet are hip width. Lift your hips up. Two to three full breaths here. Lightly engage your tushy muscles. Lightly engage your glutes. Okay, come on down, hips down, hands come back down by your sides. Take the legs in the shape they were just in with the knees up from the hips, shins parallel to the floor. Yeah? And then open the knees and feet away from each other. Hands behind the head, lift up the head and shoulders. Turn the nose towards the ceiling. And then slowly curl the tailbone up and down. Just like so. And you might do just three or four of these. If you're feeling perky this morning, you could do, oh, I don't know, even eight of them. But working within the body's capacity... When you finish, head down, feet down. Okay. That's good for abdominals. I feel happy with your good work. Let's roll to the side and come up to a seated position. Roll to the side and turn around and face the front, the regular front of the room. And you'll sit, just stick your legs out in front of you with nothing under your bum. I'm going to give you another impossible thing. Is that okay? It's impossible. And um, when, you, when you attempt this, remember your intention, okay? Hands are down by your thighs. So not by your butt, by your thighs. I don't know if I'm going to even be able to do it. We'll see. Tip forward. Push down. Lift your butt. Okay, come on down. Uh Open your right leg out to the right. Hands in between. Right hands in between, yeah. Lean your shoulders forward. Lift your butt. I saw somebody lift their feet too. Okay, come on down. Bring the right leg in. Left leg out. Left hand's in the middle. Lean down with your shoulders. Lift your butt. And then come on down. Shake out your hands. Let's come all the way up to standing. Hmm. 
And then have your feet nice and wide, arms down by your sides. Uh huh. And take a pause here where there's no instruction, and it might be what did one of you say to this morning? I'm not perfect, but I'm okay. Things might not be perfect. It might not be okay, actually. Let's take a full breath. Unlock the back of the knees. Okay, inhale, arms sweep up. Exhale, arms sweep down. Stay standing. So this is very simple yoga. Doing what you're doing while you're doing it. Inhaling up. And exhaling down. Do two, three, four, five more of these. When your arms go up and you're breathing in, let your chest rib cage lift. And when you're exhaling and your arms are coming down, engage your navel a little bit. So it's very simple. Let it be like a moving meditation so that you know that you're here, you know that you're present. And uh, when you're next to exhaling, bring the hands down the midline. Bring your feet all the way together. Hands on your hips. Bend your knees. Lean into your right tush. Do you get a stretch if you lean in a lot? Okay, and then lean into your left tush. And lean into your right tush. And lean into your left tush. Let's come up to standing, both arms up. Inhale. Separate your feet. Bend your knees forward, fold down, 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 down. You go. Three breaths once you're down. If your back is tender, brace your elbows on your knees. Deep breathing, refreshing yourself with the present moment. So it doesn't mean that the present moment is always perfect. Uh, Sometimes it might be uncomfortable. But we practice staying with it, with courage and curiosity. What is this thing called the present moment? It's ordinary. All right, hands to your hips. Come on up to standing. And then swing your arms front to back. Just like so. Really have a sense of your feet landing on the mat as you do this. The knees will bend and the arms are as vigorous or not as your body is feeling comfortable with this morning. But everybody's got a sense of those feet. Firm. Now, uh, let's inhale the arms up. Inhale and... Okay. Let's try that again. Inhale up. All right, again, inhale, let it go. One more, inhale, let it go. All right, step the feet off the mat, be wild. Bend the knees, have the hands low. Uh huh. Um, okay, so I always say knees bent. Oh, yeah. 
We're talking about strengthening today. If you get pain in your knees from doing this, have your legs a little straighter, but otherwise keep them bent. Um, and then here, like you were fluffing your belly aura with your hands. That's not a scientific instruction. Uh-huh. And then let your hands come to stillness. Sensitize your hands as if you could breathe in and out of your hands. Knees bent. Shoulders relax. Press those feet into the floor. Push those feet down and away. Okay, straighten the legs. Turn the toes a little bit forward. And then have the fingers make a triangle and take it up. And this is um, also a poetic instruction as if there were blessings or golden light or energy, chi, prana flowing into you. And then take your hands and just swirl it down or brush it down into your body. Keep going all the way forward, fold down, 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 down you go. Full breath. Full breath. Nourishing yourself with the breath. You know, the breath has oxygen, which you need. And built right into the breath is this technology of letting go. The body knows how to let go. The body knows how to breathe out. The body knows how to bring in what it needs. Okay, hands to the hips. Come on up to standing. Uh-huh, bring your feet closer together. And you'll have your right foot forward. Left foot back. We're going towards warrior one. So the right knee will be bent. Uh-huh. And both shoulders face the front of the mat. Okay, hands will come to namaste and you'll straighten the right leg. And the pattern is like this. Inhale, bend the knee, lift the chest. Exhale, engage your navel, straighten the leg, pull the hands together. That's your pattern. Three, four, five of these. And as you exhale, engage or tone the navel. As you inhale, let the breath, let the breath move you. And our yoga party is going to meet with the front legs straight, hands together. The next shape will be arms up in that triangle shape. Uh And then while you're here with your arms up, firm up your back leg, even your back tushy, firm it up. Good. Bend the right knee and reach on a long diagonal. If this is straining for your back, put your hands on your hips. So arms can be on a long diagonal with your back leg in line, or hands can be on your hips. Please engage the tushy muscles on both legs as best you can figure out how to do that, and lift your belly. Tone the belly muscles. Stomp that right foot into the floor. Uh Both tushies engaged. Okay, let's come on up. Straighten the leg, and forward, fold down, 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 down. Down you go. If the floor is far away, get a cushion, turn it up high under your hands. 
You can also have your hands on your front thigh. Find a shape that you can sense. If possible, the right leg is straight-ish. The breath is soft. Hmm. Okay, push your feet into the floor to come on up. Step your back foot forward and your front foot back. Mm-hmm. So it's the warrior one shape where your shoulders are forward, the front knees bent to start with. Good. Uh-huh. And then straighten the leg, hands to namaste. This is your pattern. Inhale and exhale. Let the breath lead. As if the breath itself were making the movement. So you start the breath, and the breath fills the body and moves the body into the shape. Uh-huh. So finish with the left leg straight. Take both hands up in that triangle shape. Uh-huh. Firm up your back leg. Good, bend the front knee, arms on the diagonal. If you get here and this is bothersome for your back, have your hands on your hips. Uh-huh. Stomp your front foot into the mat. Firm your tushy. So we're really working with strength today. Uh-huh. Scoop your belly muscles. Calm and strong. A nice long diagonal with, with your arms in your back leg. If your arms are up, have a sense of the whole body on a diagonal. Kind of leaning into the back heel. Okay, come on up. And then forward fold. When you refresh yourself with the practice, another way to say this question is, can you use your intention to help you stay in alignment, doing what you're doing. Okay, push your feet into the floor to come on up. Step your back foot forward. Ah, Take a pause, come to a complete stop. You can even have your feet a little wide if that's more comfortable. Okay, let's turn to the right side of the room. Take your legs wide. Turn your, um, and then we have our warrior two. So right toes go to the right towards the back of the room. Right knee will bend. Arms are out to the sides. And we've been working recently with this mudra where the two, first two fingers on both hands are pointing. Like, you can make the sound effect if you want. That's optional. Right? So your gaze and your hands, uh-huh, right knees bent, left leg straight. The further apart your legs are, the more challenging this will be. And then I'm wondering for you, if you can, on the inhale, relax your tum-tum, I'm sorry, your stomach muscles <laughs> a little bit. And on the exhale, engage the stomach muscles just a little bit. Uh-huh. So that the inhale, there's a little softening. And the exhale, there's a little toning. 
Jaw soft. Observe. The yoga tradition talks about the fullness of the moment. So there's your body sensations, there's the commentary, there's my breath, uh, my voice, your breath, the temperature in the room, the light in the room. All of it, this moment. Okay, straighten the leg, bring the arms down, turn the right toes in, Uh and then the left toes out. And you'll bend the knee, and your first two fingers are out, like so. And your gaze is steady. So you keep your attention right in your own experience. This is uh, pratyahara in the yoga tradition. Um, And you're breathing. So the yoga tradition, both the yoga and the Buddhist tradition showed up in India at different times. Yoga predated the Buddha's teachings. And the Buddha actually practiced the yoga of his time. And here at Spirit Rock, right now we're doing yoga asana, but in general the Buddhist teachings that you'll hear at Spirit Rock are um, what's called Theravada Buddhism, which is Buddhism through uh, Sri Lanka, Burma, Thailand, mostly. Straighten the leg, bring the arms down, step, turn to face the front of the room. Mm -hmm. Have your cushion, your round cushion, um, on the floor next to your right foot. So facing this front, one of those, although that's nice, let's do that. Let's face that way, it's a better view. You don't have to look at me. (laughs) Have your feet together. And the um, cushion is just right next to your right foot. Yeah. Uh, Hands on your hips. Feet are together. And you'll bend your knees. You'll pick up your left thigh, left leg, and wrap the thigh over. So you're standing knee, your right knee's bent, and your left toes can go on the cushion. And you'll bend your, your standing knee as much as you can, leaning your tushy back and down. If you'd like to work on balance, you can pick this foot up off the cushion. And if you're feeling extravagant this morning, you can bring the right elbow underneath the left. The worst is going to happen is you tip over a little bit, so I think you could try if you'd like. Yeah. Keep your gaze forward and steady. Right, stand on two feet. Okay, I have a question. Be honest. Can your mind wander while you do that? A little. It wanders less than, say, if we just stood here. Is that true, maybe? I don't know. All right, get the cushion over to the other side. Doing what you're doing while you're doing it. Hands on your hips. Now your mind's really going to wander. Don't think about lunch. (laughs) Bend your knees. I'm sorry, I'll try and be more serious. Pick up the right leg. Wrap the thigh over. So toes can be on the cushion as you uh, work on bending that standing knee and really dipping the hips back. Some of you might get a hip stretch. Uh, And then the toes can stay off or on. 
You'll have your left elbow underneath. Left elbow underneath. That's good. Stand on two feet. All right. Let's um, sit on the tush, legs facing the front of the room. And you can have a blanket or a cushion under your hips if you'd like at this point. Mm-hmm. Legs will be out in front of you. Hmm. You'll bend the right knee. Hug the right knee with the opposite arm. And the right hand will come behind you. Uh, Turn the chin to the right. And then pause in the shape. Sit down right here. Maybe listening somehow. This is a poetic construction to the blood in the veins the breath, the aliveness. Uh Keep the twist, keep the torso the same. Just turn the head out. Let's pivot around. Good. Untwist. Keep the legs the same, but let the body circle around all the way to the other direction. And come back to the center. Extend your right leg. Bend your left knee. Hug the left knee with the opposite arm. And the left hand will come behind you. Is this moment like amazing body. You know, the body itself is an expression of the intelligence of the universe. Yes, with its capacity to know and feel and sense and talk and have intentions. You are an expression of the infinite intelligence of the universe. Turn your head forward. Okay, now keep the legs, untwist the body, and twist all the way around to the other side. Okay, untwist. Bottoms of the feet touch, knees wide. Hands behind you on the floor or on the cushion, maybe just depends on what is comfortable. Lift, uh, your lower back tends to want to fall towards the floor. Lift or slide the pubic bone towards the floor. Now here's your pattern. Inhale, lift the chest. Exhale, engage or tone the belly, even the floor of the pelvis. Inhale, lift the chest. Keep the chest lifted. Drop the chin towards the chest. Okay, again, keep the head where it is. Inhale, lift the chest. Exhale, tone the belly. Inhale, lift the chest. Keep the chin down. Exhale, tone the belly. And then pause the breath here. Okay, and then breathe. 
walk your hands forward. For some of you, hands coming to your feet, that's far enough forward. For some of you, you'll tip forward. Find the shape that works for your body today, not the body that you wish you had, but the body that you have right now, the holy body that you have right now with its incredible capacity and it's also its limitations, acknowledging both. Been uh, a lot recently talking about this, uh, uh, understanding this wisdom that tenderness or vulnerability is not a weakness. It's actually a great strength to turn towards our limitations with compassion. It's an opportunity to grow compassion, an opportunity to grow wisdom. It's the nature of having a body to be vulnerable at times, our hearts. And that's okay. It's this human experience. Okay, come on up. And it's time to lie down on your back, sunny side up. Is it your sunny side? Uh, If you feel like you're going to be chilly, because the body temperature can drop when you're just resting on your back. If you feel like you're going to be chilly, put on your socks, cover yourself with a blanket. And for some people, lying flat is difficult, so you could put a cushion under your knees or put a pillow somehow under your head. Just find a way to be as comfortable as possible. And then just a quick note that this shape, um, this shape is a good reminder to not compare how you feel on the inside to how others look on the outside. You might look around the room and think everybody's, oh, so relaxed or something like that. But don't be fooled. Don't compare how you feel on the inside to how others look on the outside. If you're not feeling relaxed, that can happen for this shape. If you're not feeling relaxed, find a part of your body that feels okay. It doesn't have to be a big feeling or a big spot, but just find a part of your body that feels okay and rest your mind there. Relax your eyes a bit. And then the tongue and the jaw. You might even take a moment to unstick the tongue from the roof of the mouth. It it will maybe rest back on the roof, but just let it relax. Let your windpipe, your esophagus settle back and down. Somehow empty out your wrists.
Let there be a sense of vast space between your ears.
deepening the breath. You'll bend your knees one at a time and place your feet on the floor. And roll to your right side. So you can linger on your side for a moment. Uh, while you're on your side, uh, I'll tell you what's happening next, because there's so many of you that are new today. Uh, next, we shift into meditation. So just stay on your side for a moment longer. But in a moment, when you get up, when that happens, if um, if possible, do as little bit of moving around as possible. You keep this ease, this quiet. So it's almost like the seated meditation is the same as the reclining meditation. We've just sat upright. Uh, if you need a chair, you can just leave your stuff in a moment and get up and get the chair. And if you want to sit on the floor, you just get up and uh, get your cushions. So you can do that now as you're ready. going to offer a breathing exercise here at the beginning of the meditation. This breathing exercise is a yoga technique. In the yoga tradition, we often work with the breath by changing the breath. And then later, deeper in the meditation, you can let that go and let the breath be spontaneous. So the breath is called a square breath. The purpose is to balance the energies of the inhale, that curiosity, our inspiration, our active, or doing with the exhale, which is letting go and relaxation and ease. If we're too much inhale energy, so to speak, the mind might be very busy and there might be lots of worry or anxiety. And if we're too much exhale energy, so to speak, we might be very sleepy with some sloth. 
So we want to balance those two energies right with the breath in the body. So even right now, you can find an uprightness with the inhale. So you're here, you're present, balancing that with ease with the exhale. If you find that this breathing exercise uh, is agitating, then you would put the technique aside. It might not be the right technique for you today. It's called a square breath, so it's equal. And you'll inhale, we'll inhale for a count of four, and then pause for a count of four, and then exhale for four, and then pause for four. Now the pauses are soft. They're not like you're in a swimming pool and you're trying to keep the water out at all costs. The pauses are soft. They're not a gripping. So let's try that. Inhale, two, three, four. Pause, two, three, four. Exhale, two, three, four. Pause two, three, four, and then let the breath return to natural. And we'll try that again. Two sets this time. Inhale, two, three, four. Pause, two, three, four. Exhale, two, three, four. Pause. Keep it soft. Three, four. Inhale, two, three, four, pause, soften the chest, exhale, two, three, four, pause, two, three, four, natural breath now. If this theme, if, if this seems useful, skillful, if this seems in alignment with your intention, you can do three to four more rounds on your own. If four counts seems too long, do it for three. If four counts seems too short, do it for five. So three to four more rounds on your own.
When you finished, just let your breath go back to spontaneous and natural. When the mind wanders, thank the mind. It's just doing its job. When the mind wanders, thank it. And then remember that you're here to tend to the heart and mind. Remember your intention. If you notice a lot of judging thoughts, again, thank your mind and come back to your positive intention. We're not looking for a perfect meditation. If it were perfect, you wouldn't need to come.
right here, this moment, together.
Okay, so at this point in the class, we're going to gather up here in a little clump gather because you're very far away. Um, so you can roll up your mats if you want to stay on the floor, keep your cushions with you. And if you're in a chair, you can bring your chair forward. Just a quick, well, it doesn't have to be quick. It can be whatever. Um, any comments or questions about the meditation or the breathing practice? There doesn't have to be, but I like to give a little space because some of us are newer. I don't, even if we're not newer sometimes, what are we doing? Comments or questions about meditation? You liked it. The meditation or the breathing or both? So the technique worked for you. Good. Body never liked it, but always feel better afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. I can relate to that. Don't tell anybody. <laughs> um, 
Okay, so that's, 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 okay, that's good enough. Um, at this point in the class, we uh, do names, call and response style as a way to welcome everybody into the room and also as a way to hopefully eventually someday learn each other's names. So it goes something like this. Ashley. All right. Let's start over here this week. Thelma. Thelma. Anne. Joe. Meg. Linda. Sadie. David. Hila. Lana. Jan. Weena. Weena. Kelly. Jude. Molly, Molly, Gay, Ariana, Linda, Marilyn, Ellen, Marianne, Ellen, Claudia. Adelina, Adelina. Johanna. Welcome, everyone. Okay, so intention. You know, our intentions are uh, moment to moment. They can change all the time, right? Like whatever, we, we intend to, um, if we're a little too hot, to cool off so we take off our scarf. We intend to come to yoga class so we get in the car. And then we have to remember that we intended to come to yoga class so you get all the way here. <laughs> the intentions are moment to moment, and they're really informed by our uh, bigger understanding of what we're doing in our life. I've been on this topic a lot recently. I think it's really interesting to think about, like, what... what... So last night I was... Um, well, actually, yesterday I spent the day here. There was a teaching for your Spirit Rock teachers on cultural appropriation, which I was wondering if I was going to talk to you all about, but then I realized it didn't fit with my intention of offering teachings around intention. But I'm just going to tell you, I was here yesterday, uh, and we were talking about cultural appropriation. And then when I was coming home, I was thinking about, oh, what am I going to talk with you all? And uh, I was really thinking about for myself, like, how would I behave if I was really in alignment with the truth of how things are. What is the truth of how things are? Bless you. (laughs) It's allergy season. Yeah. So the truth that this body that we have is quite a miracle, that it is the intelligence of the universe expressing 
through each of us. It's not not true. Like, here it is, this miracle of a body that can breathe, that can know things, that can love, that cares. And how, actually, we aren't separate from this earth. We aren't separate from our communities. We so often feel separate. That's avidya, is the fancy word, or delusion, or misunderstanding that we are part of this earth, that we aren't separate. The air we breathe is the same air I breathe, you breathe, that the deer's out. We haven't, have we seen any deers yet? Have you seen any deers yet today? That the turkeys breathe, that the plants use, the water is the same water, that we are actually part, completely held so often because of our cultural and social structures in this world, there's a sense of scarcity and there, are, there is actual real scarcity for some people and some cultures and populations. But the truth of the matter is that actually we are held, that we're part of it. Everything is given. You have enough water, you have air, you have food, that everything is given, that we are held, that you're here because your parents met, because their parents met, because their parents met, going back to the beginning, if there was a beginning of time, that it all is happening, and that's why you're here, that you wouldn't be here if your great-great-great-great-grandparents hadn't met, and that if Jack Cornfield's parents hadn't met, and that if he hadn't have been born in the 60s, that took him to Asia, Right? So in some ways, the fact that you're here today, let alone what happened in your life to get here, is really an expression of the whole. Um, In the yoga tradition, there's a lot of um, teachings about how we're like waves in the ocean and we feel separate, but we actually are the ocean. So this bigger picture, this understanding that who we are Uh, with our uh, Buddha nature, our hearts that have the capacity to care, our hearts that have the capacity to wake up to this. This is a wise understanding. This is very beautiful, and I find uh, teachings like this to be so inspiring. But then how, like, I was asking myself this last night, like, how would I behave if I actually knew that to be true all the time? Would that mean that I wouldn't get grumpy sometimes? I don't know. I think I would still get grumpy sometimes, but I would feel like the grumpy wave in the ocean. Our feel is funny because feelings come and go, but this kind of knowing, right, this understanding, this awakening to it. One of the things I love about uh, Buddhist teaching is that it's very clear, like it's very doable, um, this eightfold path that the Buddha gave us. He said that we forget these things, that we live in delusion, we live in avidya, we live in misunderstanding, we feel disconnected and separate, we forget the bigger picture, we forget this wisdom, and that we can practice with our intentions, that intention can be a bridge between this beautiful, beautiful understanding, can be a bridge between that and day-to-day activity. So a few years ago, I was looking at my speech, because speech is one of the Eightfold Paths, one of the practices to work with to reduce harm for myself and others. And uh, one of my teachers here, Anna Douglas, um, 
she said to me that when, because I was like, I can't, like, it's really hard. Like, it's, it's great to have an idea, like, I'm going to speak in ways that's always supportive of others, and it's kind and timely. Like, it, it all sounds really lovely, like this understanding, this intellectual understanding. But how do I actually get that to happen, you know, when you're with your family, when I'm with my family, when I'm with my I don't have so many coworkers as a yoga and meditation teacher, but you know, like how like how does that actually happen? Um, and she said to me, she said, "Look at your intention." So it takes some mindfulness, which is another one of the path factors, one of the eightfold path, one of the other practices to help us reduce harm for ourselves and others. But with some practice, with some mindfulness, with some attention, I could notice before I said something what my intention was. And you know what happens? If there was something, like a little bug of self-righteousness came in, I'd be like, oh, I don't care. I don't have to do that right now. Like there'd be like, oh, I don't have to look at my intention. I'll do that later. Or like, I don't care what my intention is. I need to say this. Or, and then that was like, ding, ding, ding. Like, okay. And this is with my husband. I'd be like, okay, probably like that needs to be like felt and held in myself before I say something, this kind of intention. So we can have big aspirations and beautiful wisdom and understanding, but then moment to moment, the intention can get lost because we get swept up in the floods of life, right? It's carried away. There's a lot to get done. There's a lot to do. There's a lot of things. Um, you know, we get caught, we get in a traffic jam, we get in disagreements with people. So this sort of uh, floods of life can carry us away from our wisdom and from our intentions. Intentions are always moment to moment, and they can always be renewed. So it's like, um, it's like I'm walking along on the path. I always think of this Eiffel path as like the yellow brick road. Of the yellow brick road. We're going to walk along with me. We walk with me on the yellow brick road. And every once in a while, I take a step off the yellow brick road and I start acting in ways that are out of alignment with my bigger wisdom and my aspirations. And at any moment, I can notice that and step back onto the yellow brick road. And we can do that with ourselves as many times as we need. Um, which could be many, many, many times in one day. And the more we practice that, the more we can actually take confidence and integrity from our behavior being in alignment with the bigger picture. Right? I think, why not, right? Like, why not do this with your life? There's enough of crap out there. Like, why not? actually practice lining up behavior with the wisdom, with the bigger wisdom, with moment-to-moment intentions. Um, And that's, I feel like that little saying, the path to hell is paved with good intentions, I feel like that's a misunderstanding, right? Like, oh, we have these wise sort of aspirations, as I'm calling it. But actually, any moment, if we're honest, our intention can be skillful or unskillful. So... um, Last, in, in December, I've talked about this a little bit here, but in December I had a surgery, I had abdominal surgery, and I have been fortunate enough, you know, I'm fairly young-ish at this point, and I've been fairly fortunate to have a very healthy body, and I had never experienced 
uh, something like surgery before, and I've never experienced like my body actually not really snapping back right away and being just good for me. And um, what I learned from this, uh, I think I probably told some of you about this a couple months ago, and originally what I thought, what the big lesson was this um, stepping into compassion, like after the surgery, you know, having to wake up every four hours to get the medication in you and the amount of pain. Like, I just actually had no idea. I had no experience with this kind of disability. And what I actually learned from it was compassion for myself. Like, oh, wow, this, this, this is a vulnerable system that we all have. And it breaks down at times. Um, but now, looking back another couple months later, I feel like um, what I was learning was intention around compassion. So every moment, there was a decision. Do I need to get up and walk to the front door and back? Right? Because you had to walk a little bit. And do I drink enough water? And what's the right food to nourish? So the whole, like every moment, every decision was around the intention of creating a compassionate space so that the body could heal. Does that make sense? Every little decision, what TV show, what movie, is that going to be in alignment? Or is it going to be like one of those anxious ones that's not in alignment? And actually, the power of that to carry me through, and now, months later, my body's back fine, I'm healed, I'm so happy I did the surgery, it was all good in the end, but um, sort of like autopilot, forgetting to check my intention, how any decision at any point in the day can be a point. Is this skillful? Is this in alignment with my aspirations? Is this in alignment with my wisdom? Or is this unskillful? Is it out of alignment? And the power of being able to do that, the power of being able to do that, to be able to come back and touch into intentions again and again and again. So something's a little difficult at work. What do we do? It's hard to know what to do. Sometimes there's not a clear answer. Even checking in with our intentions, it's not always clear. But we can at least know in any moment that that's the intention. So uh, one of the things that we talked about yesterday in this workshop was the difference between intention and impact. And if you've done any reading or learning or understanding around uh, race and racism, we can start to see, um, and I'm speaking here from a white woman perspective, but we can start to see that sometimes because we're in a soup, like our culture is steeped in some bodies are better and there's dominant culture and there's people that have some oppression, um, that my, my intention might be actually quite uh, compassionate and quite a good, quite skillful, but what I say and do might not always land the impact, that there's a difference between intention and impact. So, um, and I, I'm bringing this in just to, to talk about the nuance around intention, that because our intention is good, because if you honestly check in, like, oh, in that situation, whether it was about race or difficulty with someone in your family or work, like, my intention was actually quite good, 
But it still doesn't let us off the hook. Because if there's suffering on the other side, we care. I hope you care. Like, we do care, right? Like, right? like this intimacy um, of connection and communication and getting things done with people. And so that our intentions sometimes could be very pure, but it could land not so good. And that when they're suffering... When they're suffering, it's an invitation to turn towards, to not say, well, my intention was so good. That's your problem. That's horrible. It's not um, a way to connect. It's still a way to distance and separate. So um, I don't know why I'm telling you this, but just to bring in, what is my intention? My intention is to bring in the nuance around intention, that intention can give us a place of confidence and integrity to move from, and then also um, humility. We need humility to understand that how um, our intentions might not always land the same way. Just talk about the real world. Okay, I'm going to check my notes and see what I got for you. Okay, so Jack Cornfield, I was reading a little thing from his webpage. His little blurb was called Meeting Difficulty with Wise Intention. Did you meet difficulty remembering who you are, that you are worthy? I was thinking about this. Like, what if you knew that you were worthy? that you are the intelligence of the universe expressed, that the human uh, life, that all human lives are worthy. What would, how would you meet the difficulty? Um, so the Buddha talks about um, wise intention as having three aspects. So I'm going to get a little geeky and listy on you right now. Uh, three aspects. So uh, wise intention can have an aspect of renunciation, or it can have an aspect of goodwill or uh, harmlessness. So at the beginning when I was asking you um, what, were your, what were your intentions for coming, some of you said, one of you said contentedness. Who, who said contentedness? Right, you said contentedness. I would put that under renunciation, Letting go of wanting mind. You know, if we're content, the mind isn't striving on to be better, to be perfect, to be more, to get more, to do more. This kind of greedy mind. When the mind is content, that's an that's a, a intention of renunciation. And then an intention of goodwill, like tending to our bodies, tending to our hearts with the yoga and meditation, this would be goodwill. And intentions of harmlessness... Well, there's a lot of harm in the world. Yeah, a lot of harm. So I want to talk a little bit about the intention of renunciation. Do you agree with this statement? I actually want to know. You already have enough conditions to be happy. Uh, happy is a funny word, content. Yeah. Is it true? You already have enough conditions. I think it is, right? Everything is given. The Buddha talks about how we can go all the way to awakening in this life that you, that everybody here, 
that there's a possibility of awakening in this body, not in the body that was younger and not in the body that doesn't need surgery or doesn't have this ache or pain or this dis-ease, but the body that you have all the way to awakening. Um, that you don't need more. If we look around in our world, that this push for more, for getting more, doing more, being more, consuming more, is a great source of suffering for both each of us individually and culturally, and also for the earth. So this intention of renunciation, our intention of contentedness, can put it the same, it's the flip side, is very powerful. Change the world. We can change the world that we live in with our moment-to-moment intentions. It's amazing. What you do matters. So Thich Nhat Hanh talks about this uh, intention of renunciation. He says, I am determined not to cover up loneliness, anxiety, or other suffering by losing myself in consumption. I will make every effort to consume in a way that preserves peace, joy, and well-being. So what are you consuming? Is your food actually nourishing you? Is it in alignment? Uh, What are you consuming as far as the news and the media? We need to know what's going on, but are you consuming in a healthy way that's preserving your peace, joy, and well-being? And in any moment, remember, you might step off the path. We all step off the yellow brick road. In any moment, you can hop back on the yellow brick road in any intention, because intentions are happening all the time, all the time, all the time. And there's a bridge. There's a bridge between what we want to create in the world and what we believe and what we actually do. So an intention of harmlessness and renunciation. Okay. I'm wondering if there's any comments or questions. Yes, buts. I always like yes, buts. Those are good. Or uh, any intention, if you've worked with intention yourself. Hmm. I need a more specific question, huh? Okay, I'm curious. I got a question for you. What are what are your what are what is your wise understanding? What is your wisdom? What is your bigger overarching aspiration? That might be too personal. Is that scary to share? To be a good mother. Oh, so that's a beautiful, so that's an overarching aspiration. And then this is a perfect example. And then moment to moment, that's going to look different. Yeah. And we fall off the yellow brick road a lot and come back on. That's beautiful. Thank you. Yeah, Jan. Uh Uh-oh. 
to appreciate the life I have. Ah. Yeah. All the time, as much of the time as, as much possible. As, as much as possible to yeah. appreciate the life we have. It's so easy for our minds to get stuck in, like, what's not good enough and what's missing, but to actually appreciate. This is like content. It's another way to say contentedness or renunciation. Yeah. Anybody else? Yeah. To understand other people's perspectives. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Right. So all of these are wiser aspirations, and they're going to look different moment, like the little intentions, moment to moment, will, will show up differently. Yeah. Yeah, Thelma. Well, she mentioned heart. It made me remember. I mean, I do this every morning. I ask for thick skin, and a soft heart. Ah, that's beautiful. And so, yeah, I think this points to actually like regular reminders help us, right? Coming here, hearing a Dharma talk, listening to a Dharma talk online, having something, a ritual like you say to yourself, or reading something, like little reminders. We all have to be reminded. To live lightly on the earth. Yeah. Yeah. Take your bike, drive the car. Makes a difference. What we do makes a difference. It's important how we are. And it's paradoxical, too, of course, because, um, I mean, there's so many of us and our lives are so short. There's a lovely quote from Srina Sargadat about this that. Wisdom tells me I am nothing. My heart tells me I am everything. And between the two, my life flows. So what we do makes a difference and also is so brief. And we have to flow through that. Anybody else? Yeah. I got it. Um, to be connected to my spiritual self as much as I can. Yeah. So that I can have compassion for myself and others. Uh, yeah. 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 The first time I heard um, the teachings around loving kindness in this tradition, um, metta is this, the Pali word, the, the traditional word, but loving kindness, I was like, oh... This, right? This. This seems like, I don't know, very profound compassion and care for ourselves and for the world. Yeah. Doki artichokes. That's good. Let's uh, have announcements. So we have a few announcements and then a brief closing to close.
I'm trying to think if I have any announcements going. You know, I'm going to do a day long. This is way in advance, but I'm going to do a day long here on uh, Sunday, August 27th. Put it in your little calendar file banks if you want to come on a Sunday and spend the day with me doing basically what we've done, yoga and meditation and some talk. And, um, all right, so let's do an official closing. So you'll find your seat. Notice that you're sitting here. Notice that you have a body. It might be cool or warm. You have a heart. It might be cool or warm. Bring one hand palm down onto the chest or the belly in a gesture of care and support. So may you be safe. May you be safe from both inner and outer harm. May you be as healthy as possible. May you know the peace, the deep peace of contentedness. You already have everything you need. Take your arms up in the air like your hands were light beams, as if you could send out blessings. So if there's any goodness from this class, any wholesomeness, any ease or wisdom or compassion or care, let's beam that out into the world to uh, friends and family that are in need in particular and then the wider communities everywhere, the people that are in fear in this country and in the world. Let's bring the hands to touch. May all beings everywhere know peace and the causes of peace. Thank you so much. I could not have done it without you. Um, I think we're getting used to Thursday. Are we getting used to Thursday? The class changed. If you're newer, the class we just changed to Thursday, I think a month ago now, yeah? Um, so thanks for coming. Come again if you can, if you're free on a Thursday morning, and I hope to see you soon.
Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.